It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 253, entitled Mushrooms and Trees. It was recorded on Monday the 22nd of May 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined this week by Jess Frick and Adam Warner. We're a WordPress podcast, so guess what we're going to talk about? Yes, WordPress, and there's lots to say this week. First up, a giant amount about the 6.3 roadmap, what's coming up in the next major release of WordPress. Then we also talk about the command center, thoughts on something a bit like Spotlight for the Mac, a way to easily find your way around a WordPress website. WordPress 6.2.1. Well, that didn't go so well. We talk about why that update had to be updated. There's a new proposal to not support certain older default themes. What do we make of that? We also get into some bits and pieces that I've recorded. It was a podcast episode on the Tavern with Alex Standiford and also the webinar series I'm doing with Mark Westgard from WS Form. Stackable have got a new eye. Generate Press are on offer and then there's the usual bits and pieces about AI as well. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. Hello there. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good other things as well. Happy Christmas. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's the 22nd, I think. Yay, the 22nd of May 2023. May. And it's number 253 uh, of this week in WordPress. We're going to talk about WordPress a lot, actually. And then a few other bits and pieces, usually related to AI and various other social media platforms towards the end. But before we get into that, I should probably say hello to our fine guest today. We were supposed to have four, but here we are. There's three, and three is just great. Let's go with it. First up, we got Jess Frick. How are you doing, Jess? Wonderful. How are you, Nathan? Yes. Yeah, very, very well indeed. Jess is the Director of Operations at Pressable, which is a WordPress managed hosting company. She's also a team rep for the Make WordPress hosting team. Uh, she likes iced tea and considers herself to be a connoisseur and a proud member. She is also of the post-status community. Do you know, I always say post-status, which is a betrayal of my Englishness because actually in England we would say post status but there you go i've adopted the american version but <laughs> seems to be the way to do it uh thank you for joining us really really appreciate it and also by there he is see if i can point in the right there oh vaguely some yay you, you're way better at that than i am it's adam warner how you doing adam good nathan hi jess uh, happy to be here hi everybody yeah, great. We had some technical gremlins there, and Adam managed to, as a good tech person would, he managed to go and ferret around in a box somewhere and come up with a solution. Yeah, we barely had three people. Today. <laughs> yeah, we got there. Honestly, audio is the killer. Audio and browsers do not go well together. It is the single point of failure for so many things that I do. Um, anyway, Adam, Adam Warner is the director of for field of sorry, the director of field marketing 
at GoDaddy. In his role, Adam raises brand awareness through events and community discussions. He also manages activations with GoDaddy's pro marketing team, focusing on web designers, content creators in WordPress and website developers. Thank that you. sums it up. Are you both in Florida? Have I got that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Adam lives like bicycling distance. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's, it's the Orlando show today. Or, <laughs> or the Florida right. show. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, that's nice to know. Um, well, that's really nice. Thank you. I appreciate you both joining us today. Like I said at the top, it's a WordPress show. If you like WordPress, please join the WordPress. If you like WordPress, please join us. The best way to do that, there's a variety of ways, really. If you're in our Facebook group, that's one thing. If you're on the, just the web on our website, there's another thing. Uh, probably the best place to send people is this URL. If you happen to be listening, I don't know, Twitter or something. Easiest one is wpbuilds.com forward slash live. If you go over there, you have to be logged into a Google account because the comments are just, uh, it's a comment block from YouTube. So you need a Google account. However, if you're in our Facebook group, then you've got a little additional step you have to go to chat.restream.io forward slash FB if you want to remain non-anonymous. In other words, if you want to surrender your avatar to us forever and ever, amen, as well as your name, then do that stuff. But please, yeah, feel free to go and share it. It's always nice to get some comments coming in. In fact, I'd say the show is better when the comments start rolling in. It's really, really nice. Speaking of which, we've got a few people coming in. Good afternoon, says Cameron. Yeah, it's not the evening. Cameron, uh, formerly of Australia, has now moved, as far as I can tell, to play cricket in the UK. Cameron, seriously, tell me, is it to play cricket that you've come here? Or is it for a job? Because it looks like, genuinely, like you're here for the cricket. Um, we've also got Courtney joining us uh, from GoDaddy as well. Looks like Nathan is doing another edition of W. Yeah, that's right. It is. It's the WP Orlando meetup <laughs> every week can be guaranteed. And Peter Ingersoll joins us from, oh, well, formerly the US state called Connecticut, now called Connecticut. Um, and it's 16. <laughs> That's right. Easy for me to say. It's 16 degrees centigrade, 61 degrees Fahrenheit. He always gives us a weather report. And look, bless his cotton socks. He's, re he's repaired it. He's sent the comments through again. It's going to be beautiful this week. Too right, Peter. For the first time in 29 years, there is sunshine in the UK and it's about 16 degrees centigrade. It's about the same temperature as Peter's got it. But I'm in a T-shirt. I've got shorts on. The sandals have come out. Bravo, son. And uh, Marcus Burnett's joining us. Also from GoDaddy. He's missing out on the All Orlando show this week. <laughs> I'm not in Orlando. You don't need to worry about that. Okay, here's the answer. The definitive answer. Cameron came to the UK to play watch cricket. <gasps> That's quite the move, Cameron. That's very brave. And he's here until mid-September. Okay, right. Thanks for your comments. I'll try to drop them in. If there's any that I've got, I'll try to do that. It's quite a juggling act. Sometimes I miss them, but I'll give it a go. Right, let's share what we're going to do today. WordPressy stuff. First off, here's our website, wpbuilds.com. If you fancy keeping up to date on the bits and pieces that we do, then just go and put yourself uh, your name, uh, rather your email in here, and we'll send you two emails once a week. Uh, on a, Sorry, two emails once a week. How does that work? We'll send you two emails once on a Tuesday and once on a Thursday to update you of the new content that we got. That's all there is to it. And look, there we go. Look at that. This podcast, this very episode, and about 800 before it, um, were sponsored by GoDaddy Pro. So thank you, 
to GoDaddy Pro for keeping keeping the lights on and the sun shining in the UK. Thank you. Uh, right, first up, this is interesting. Honestly, there is so much cool stuff about WordPress this week. Genuinely, there's a lot of nice stuff. This is the first one. Um, if you're a Mac user, I don't know if there's an equivalent on Windows. I apologize, Windows users. But on Mac, we have this thing called Spotlight. And you can invoke it by a keyboard shortcut. And basically, it brings up what looks like a, a field. It's just one field with a magnifying glass in it. And you just start typing. And it goes and finds anything that relates to that on your Mac. And it's really, really useful. Uh, when I was a Drupal user, which is honestly like 10 years or more ago, there was a module that you could get for Drupal, which did exactly this. Um, but now it looks like the, the good folk over at WordPress are thinking about having what they're going to call command center. So think, quick search, find anything you want uh, in your WordPress website, a command center for navigation and so on. And honestly, I just thought to myself, this is such a great idea. I'm really pleased that this is being uh, considered. The, the implementation of it, I guess we've got, just got to see where it lands, but the idea would be that, I don't know, you might type in add, and it gives you the option immediately to click a link, which would be add post, add page, add whatever custom post type you've got. You might be able to click write templates, and it gives you the option to go into there. There is a lovely little 32-second video on the page I'm linking to. It's Sarah Gooding's piece called WordPress is Developing a Command Center for Quick Search and Navigation Inside the Admin Bar. But it, I was quite curious, down in the comments, there were only four comments, and they didn't seem to have the same enthusiasm for this as I did. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, somebody here sort of saying, finding it difficult to figure out how clients would make use of this and so on. Because really, you're asking people to memorize short shortcuts and words that maybe are out of their you know vocabulary that they're just used to clicking on the interface. Yeah, sure enough, the interface still works. It's not going anywhere. But I just think this is a really, really nice idea. I've talked for too long. Jess, Adam, it's over to you. What do you make of this? I think it's cool. I have a few thoughts. Um, first of all, uh, just Cameron just chimed in. Windows has the same kind of uh, command center or spotlight search uh, in the start menu. Um, and I am, for one, really, really looking forward to this. I use spotlight on my Mac all the time uh, to find stuff. Um, and as the navigation stands now in the admin panel, um, this seems like a step in the right direction, but I do agree with the comments that the admin panel overall, uh, the admin dashboard needs uh, some attention. Uh, so for for experienced users like all of us and, and probably everyone listening here, I think it's going to help us be more efficient within uh, site builds and site maintenance. Uh, but I do see kind of the hiccup there with clients. Um, there'll need to be some, um, some education there uh, and they won't be as well-versed uh, like you said. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's long overdue. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Jess. I agree with John in the article. I'm not exactly sure what problem this is solving <laughs> in the video. You know, they've typed in post meta, and the average user doesn't know what post meta is or does. Um, you know, you type footer and I would think that you could just scroll and like go there. But um, I think maybe it's just the video wasn't giving me um, the, the right mindset as to where this could go and what right. this is going to become a building block to do. Uh, so admittedly, like right now, I'm just stuck in what I've seen. Um, 
but again, I also had questions about Gutenberg and full site editing in the future. And we're starting to see where that's going and it's extremely cool. So, yeah. So maybe, a, maybe an interesting conversation to have about that would be guardrails, wouldn't it? Like if you're the admin of the site, is there, would there be settings involved in this thing whereby, I don't know, the, the editor role can only type or will only surface these results. So you can add, if you start to type in add, you'll get post pages and this custom post type and that custom post type. So that kind of implementation, making it str straightforward. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why though. So, okay, first, Jess, do you use Spotlight on your Mac? Sometimes it doesn't usually work the way that I want it to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think maybe because Adam and I do, and we've kind of figured out that it's it's such a crucial part of our workflow. I just use it to short circuit, and honestly, in every time I use it, I'm probably saving about three yeah. seconds. It's not a big thing, but it's now become my muscle memory. So it's now the quickest way for me to do it. And doing it by finding the finder window and then navigating to the right bit of the finder window and then moving the mouse and then clicking and clicking to get to the, the nested folder and so on. That's now become part of my keyboard muscle memory. And Ross Wintle, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a UK-based developer. He has a Chrome extension called Turbo Admin. Uh, it is ever so good. And it basically does this. But because it's a Chrome extension and it sits outside of a WordPress install, it figures out every site that you're on. It figures out, okay, we're now in the WP admin, now start to do stuff. So obviously, you know, if you're on TechCrunch or the BBC or CNN or whatever it may be, it does nothing. But as soon as it figures out you're in the admin of a WordPress website, it, it allows pop-ups, it allows you to just navigate to all the things, and it does all of that stuff and it does it admirably. Plus... It, uh, it hides adverts uh, in the WP admin, which is quite nice as well. Um, and, and I just think my personal thoughts are this would be welcome. I totally get it. I think it should be disableable. I think there should be a toggle for that. But it strikes me as a, as a user of this stuff, it really strikes me as a really nice idea. It's called Command Center. Who knows whether it's going to come anytime soon or not. I don't know if it's me. Can somebody hear like a phone? Bingy-dee-bong. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 me. it's okay. I, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, but I have a mic and it would isolate that. And I'm guessing, Adam, your regular mic might do the same. But yeah, yep. this one, you, you're, you're yet blame to it, Blame it on Adam. There, yeah, that's right. If in doubt. Um, I do want to say There's one more thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, blame Adam for the late start. Blame Adam for the noise. Um, I'm, I'll take it. Uh, I do want to just comment on what you said, Jess. Uh, you know, the example is post meta. That's not helpful to, to anyone except, you know, developer-y kind of people. Um, it, but it, the main benefit for me is just less clicks. That's that's the benefit. And I'm not a keyboard shortcut person in general, but I've, you know, uh, like Nathan said, Spotlight has been uh, a, a big time saver for me and a pain saver for, you know, clicking. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Command Center. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the nice thing is, it, it, well, certainly with Ross's interface, this uh, Turbo Admin, if you start typing, let's say you put in the letter A and, you know, you intend to type add, it, you can imagine what's happening. Anything with an A at the beginning of it is starting to appear. So you don't you don't really need to type in the whole thing. You just begin typing. And, and as you get more letters, the things that you really want surface to the top. So typically you can get away with two, two letters 
and all of a sudden you've created a new post. You know, you click AD and it's got new posts and you click return and you're done. And it's it's really great. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we'll have to see whether that comes. The article, like I said, was Sarah Gooding on WP Tavern. As always, I will link in the show notes tomorrow morning when we push this out as an audio episode. I do not even know how we're going to get through this next piece. Um, so, Because <laughs> man alive, there is a lot here. So this is the, the heavenly uh, Anne McCarthy is all I can say. Anne, who never sleeps, McCarthy, uh, <laughs> she's put together a piece called Roadmap to 6.3. Um, it's on make.wordpress.org. It was released on the 18th of May. Uh, really would recommend, if you're listening to this on the audio or watching this on replay or whatever, just pause now, go read it, because you'll be able to make more sense of it. But you can imagine what this is. This is ideas for 6.3. It barely feels like 6.2.12, I should say, um, came out over the last few days. And here we are pontificating about what WordPress 6.3 might have. There are some lovely little short videos, a minute, 30 seconds, and they... They show admirably what's going on. Um, the site editor is going to get, by the looks of it, a lot more, uh, a lot more interesting. I know that everybody has their own little complaint about the site editor. There's a bit of it which is uh, wonky and doesn't behave in the way that they want. Um, this really does seem to address a lot of those. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this video and I'm going to enlarge it, and you can sort of have a little look. Have a look at the polish. What do you think of this? So at the minute, we're in the styles panel, and there's a ton of interesting little JavaScript going on here. The, the interactions as you click around on the styles are kind of interesting. So now you go into pages, and you're now into the blog template, but then they go and they actually start to create a new page in the same interface. So that's kind of nice. So you're in the same interface to create a page. In this example, they're creating a page called about us and you know there's some lorem in there and an image and so on and then that gets modified but then what you'll notice in a moment is that they then click into the template governing this page and again it's watch here we go so there's the page uh click on to the template now they're editing the template for that page so any other template sorry any other page that you wanted to follow that template would adopt the same thing. So now, I don't know if you're keeping track, now the About Us has got a wide image because that's what the template said, even though the post itself didn't have that. It's just all sort of coming together. Oh, there it is. There's the command center. Look, that was it, just starting to be used. I just thought that was really nice. For the first time, I've got a glimpse of how you can do everything in this one interface. And I thought, yes, that's, that's where I want it to go. There's going to be a load of polish uh, added to all of that. We've talked about the command bar. There's a load of new stuff about blocks. The pattern interface is getting a big update. Full screen modal, um, a list of curated patterns. So WordPress is hopefully going to ship with a ton of patterns, which are created presumably by people unlike me, who have the design skills of a potato. <laughs> um, and, and so there just seems to be loads and loads and loads of polish. There's just absolutely loads going into this so yeah i sort of feel like i'm waffling here and i can't remember what it was that i wanted to say but that first video summed up my 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 greatest piece of excitement i think so adam jess anything uh jess i talked first last time please <laughs> well uh this might be kind of a spicy take but Ooh. watching this video 
makes me feel like the way I felt thinking about theme developers when 5.0 was coming out. Um, I would be worried if I was a page builder like Elementor um, because this is just gorgeous and easy. It's getting um, there, right? It's a beautiful experience. Um, one thing I did want to call out that was actually in the comments, and it's something that we've talked about on this show before. Um, somebody was saying, you know, what am I supposed to do when you continue doing all of this stuff in the, you know, database? Um, how am I supposed to run that through, you know, CICD and, you know, yeah. typical environment syncing? Um, and that's that's been a longstanding problem. Everybody's trying to figure out how to sync stuff. And the traditional method was to just exclude the database. And you can't do that anymore. And, you know, others have come in to say, well, I think you're just going to have to adjust your workflow. <laughs> Um, but it's going to be interesting to watch innovation in that area too, because um, it's going to have to develop alongside this. But uh, all in, I I just I'm I'm blown away thinking about what WordPress looked like ten years ago versus now. It's it's incredible. Mm. Yeah, I'm also really looking forward to this. I think the overarching theme of uh, enhance or excuse me, polish and refining is the time is right, right? I mean, a lot of people have been asking for that uh, over the course of the last several years with the advent of Gutenberg. And and I, I do agree. I feel like it's finally coming together into a more cohesive, um, let's design and get to all the things we need to get to in as few clicks as possible. I'm, and I, you know, <laughs> you'll hear me mention that a lot fewer clicks. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. of the pain in my hand. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, that still, I don't think it, it doesn't it still doesn't address the WP admin uh, dashboard yet. But I think parts of it, I mean, uh, obviously, several parts of it, it's 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 addressing. So I'm really looking forward to it, too. Uh, as I've explored full site editing and Gutenberg, um, as limited as I've been able to, uh, I've run into confusion and hurdles with template and template parts and pages. And, and my only, my only concern with that, with the video you just showed is someone going from a, a single post uh, to the template and then back again. And the average user being right. able to understand that or having that communicated to the user for, um, you know, the educational part again of what a template and a template part does in relation to, how it makes your 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 content lay out differently, uh, yeah. but yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's a really good point. There were parts of the interface which looked so similar. So uh, editing the page template was basically the same as editing the page, except the navigation at the top had a one extra. Um, you know, it was highlighted in a different place. You had about us and then page template next to it. And you had to figure that out. Yeah. So I think there's polish around there. It's difficult to describe what these little incremental changes are doing, but let's just put it this way. I, I think like a year ago, six months ago, when, um, full site editing came around, I was massively confused. I didn't feel it was in any way, shape or form usable. I haven't used this because obviously we're looking at videos of what we, I guess, will imagine it will be like, presumably based upon code, not just, you know, some concoction in a video editing piece of software. But that looks so much better to me. If I can edit a page and then immediately say, oh, that page 
now I want to be a template. I'm really happy with that. And I can do that in the same interface, save it away somewhere and use it. I'm showing on the screen all of the different pieces that uh, 6.3 is intending to bring around. These are the sort of high priority items. And there's a lot. So introduce content editing, uh, including clarifying the relationship between templates and content. We just saw that in the video. Adding a navigation section to the site editor with nuanced options, depending on the number of menus and the complexity of each. My feeling is the navigation piece is the, is the big is the bit that's really not right yet. I feel that there's a lot of improvement there. Add a page section to the site editor. Add style section to the site editor. Expose revisions. That'd be nice. Obviously, if you've made an error and you want to just roll back to something you did half an hour ago, that'll be nice. Improve the loading state. Okay. Um, stabilize the title bar. I don't even know what that means because it never seems to be unstable to me. I don't really know hmm. what that's about. Uh, obviously, it's a link. I could click on it and find out what I haven't done. Um, and then add the command center tool. Uh, consider a distraction-free mode for the site editor. Keep custom templates and template parts across themes. This There's another little video. I think it's that one. I just want to make sure I'm getting the right one. Yeah, I think it is that one which is probably worth seeing. It just ties together a whole bunch of things. So was it this one? Let me just try and fast forward. It's where they throw the playbook in. No, it probably wasn't that one. There was another video on this post somewhere, and I can't find it at the minute, uh, which shows the, the style options and the playbook all in use. The playbook is now hidden behind this little eye icon on the left. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just nice. So 6.3, rolling out soon. Go, honestly, go and read that article. If you are into WordPress and you're using it for client websites, you've got to know this stuff, and there's a lot coming down the pike. Jess, it sounded like you were ready to say something there. No? No. I, uh, no. Right, I was. Um, can we <laughs> – you know what I'd like to see is when you uh, save a draft or, I think, publish a page – why do I have to go from the top right all the way down to the bottom left to click the view page link? You know, the little, the little mm. model that, that comes up. Yeah. Um, oh, there is a, like there is a sort of shortcut for that. If, if next oh. to, next to the publish button, which will then become update, I guess next to that on the left is a preview. And if you click on that, you get an option to preview it in different foot, like mobile, what have you. And if you click on new window, it'll open it up in a new window. And every time you save it, that will then be refreshed. So that's mm -hmm. there is a solution there. But yeah, again, you've got to go to a menu, select a yeah, menu. Click, click, click. Yeah, yeah, click three, uh, one, two. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, two, two at head. least. Yeah, you want to get less clicks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, let's see. See if anybody see if anybody has any solutions for that. Uh, Marcus helpfully tells us that potatoes. <laughs> uh, can be cooked in a number of ways, and so they're pretty creative. Okay, all right, I'll think of something else. A, I'm about as creative as a cushion. There we go. Oh, no, that's quite creative. You can get all creative with cushions. Oh, no, uh, something that's really not creative. I'm about as creative as me. There you go. <laughs> it's not very creative. And more on message. The site editor says Atif is getting better, but I would stop using a builder like Bricks or Elementor over it. Uh, it is not there yet. I guess you meant to say, but I wouldn't stop. But would I, sorry, would I stop using it? Okay, interesting. Yeah, I made that decision a little while ago that for me it was ready with a few um, custom block solutions, things like uh, generate blocks and cadence and all of those kind of things. I think for me, at least anyway, I've made that made that leap and uh, 
happy with it. Give it a give it a give it a go for a week at it and see see how you feel. And then report back with the exact same information that you told us just then. No, not ready. Okay. Um oh, I don't even know where to begin on this one. Uh this didn't affect me, uh, thankfully, but WordPress six point two point one rolled out uh, a little while ago, a few days ago. And if you had okay, so the, the big problem here is that there's a, a, quite a long time ago now, I'm guessing about three years ago, something like that, you were able to um, to automatically receive and implement and update your WordPress files automatically if it was a minor release. If it goes from 6 to 7 or 6.2 to 6.3, it, it won't do that for you. But if it's a 6.2.1 to 6.2.2, that's fine. It'll do it. Uh, and it did. And lots and lots of people had problems. Uh, I'm looking at a piece by Sarah again on the tavern. It's called WordPress 6.2.1 Update Breaks. You don't want that word in a title. <laughs> Short code support in block templates. And exactly that. If you had blocks, uh, sorry, short codes in block templates, which is fairly nuanced, you know, it's not everybody that's going to be doing that. But if you did have that implemented, and a lot of people, I mean, it's um, you don't often get 37 comments on the tavern. That's a, really a lot. There's a lot of people venting quite a bit. Then it broke. They removed support for short codes in block templates. Because I did, wasn't following this prior, seemingly that information was not communicated. So a lot of people, agencies, there's, there was one person in the article who seemed to have uh, much work to do, essentially either fixing what was broken or going rolling everything back to 6.2. Um, so yeah, a bit of a problem, bit of a snafu there. Almost immediately off the back of this, and I think basically relying on quite a lot of people to work over the weekend, um, which is, you know, that's a stretch for some people, I imagine. They couldn't do that or, or had to just sort of surrender bits of their life to do that. 6.2.2 came about, uh, and this problem is now uh, gone. So if you're on the latest version of WordPress, you're all good. Um, if you've got any problems, go to this article. And yeah, so really the story here is automatic updates, good, bad. Was this a misuse of the automatic updating feature? Should it just be for security? Should we have, I, I don't even know what it, to say about this. Jess, in you go. It, it was a security release. Though. It was, you're right. I apologize. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Is it was a security release. And yeah, they, they did work over the weekend. Sarah actually published another one on Saturday talking about the 6.2.2 update. Um, and I think, uh, I think it speaks to the dedication of our contributors. Um, I don't think anybody was expecting it, um, but it does bring up concerns about that automatic update. Um, and I think that stuff like this is just going to make people turn it off. And that's really a bad idea. So Courtney's in the comments uh, saying that the shortcut removal was a security issue. OK, I totally missed that part of the story. I've misunderstood it in that case. And my apologies. Um, I probably should have paraphrased that whole article differently. I, I thought it was a security update about something else, but it was this that was the problem. Okay, sorry for that, uh, everybody. Um, and then Courtney goes on to say, uh, short codes restored 
with a new, more secure way to process it. So the problem was here was that there was a problem with the implementation, but by switching it off, there were unexpected things that would break on certain implementations of certain people's websites if they'd got shortcode buried in template. Okay, so it's very nuanced, this, isn't it? Oof, wow. Yeah. Um, just looking at the .org article regarding 6. Regarding 6.2.2, it says that the it was a security issue. Black themes were parsing short codes and user generated data. Uh, and thank you for responsibly reporting to Liam Gladdy of WP Engine. And also, uh, like Jess said, a huge shout out to everyone who all the contributors who jumped on this. And I know they worked. Uh, there was a, a tweet about uh, John DeRosa's. Uh, working from Friday afternoon into late night Saturday nonstop to, to make sure that this was corrected and pushed out quick. So huge thanks. Without the contributors to the WordPress code and project, we wouldn't be here. So thank you. Do either of you two, or maybe Courtney, she seems to be on the on the money here, um, do you know how uh, critical this was? In other words, was this a push it now uh, kind of an issue? And if so, I guess, yeah something had to be done um but i guess also it, it brings into question you know whether or not every eventuality was taken into account well clearly not but you know there's only so much you can do i guess i do wonder i wonder how many people suffered as a consequence of this and equally had to give up their own weekends because their let's say client websites broke and they had to either restore to an older version of WordPress or something. It's inevitable, right? Software breaks, updates break, updates to updates sometimes break the update. And so we go. Um, uh, let's have a look. Marcus giving us another comment. Hi, Paul, by the way. Paul Halfpenny's joined us. Hello. If there was a secure fix for this, why wasn't that implementation there in the first place rather than removing them? Yeah, so there's, I guess, with the benefit of hindsight, there's the question. Um, if after a weekend it could have been implemented not to do this, then why wasn't it? But I suppose it's one of those cases of it's there was a lot of complexity and it just got got missed so another wp drama um in this case <laughs> in this case from core which is you don't often get those so uh, yeah there we go that one's been put to bed and as adam said or jess said i can't remember sarah wrote another piece explaining about how it all got fixed okay thank you courtney brilliant she says sorry jess the uh, the folks working on it deemed it significant significant enough to push it through Got it. Good to know. They needed to get the fix out even before they had a solution to protect 43% of them. Okay, so there was a, like a risk sort of benefits decision made and they decided to push it out. Okay, interesting. I'm sure this will develop. Let's find out in the days and weeks to come. Cameron says, I can't help but feel it indicates that core contributors aren't really in touch with how regular users actually build sites. This should have been foreseen and a fix without breaking things initially. Yeah, thank you uh, for your comment there, Cameron. Okay, let's move on. Ah, anybody here using a default theme from the 1990s? Because <laughs> uh, it's about to go away. 1990s is a little bit too old, even for WordPress. This piece, again, Sarah Gooding doing due diligence, as she always does. It's called New Proposal Looks to Retire Older WordPress Default Themes. So we all know what happens when you get a new version of WordPress. You get a new default theme. We're currently on 2023, but they stretch right back 
really a long way. And for the longest time, they are maintained, they are patched, they are made to work so that nothing hopefully breaks. That, however, is a lot of work for a very tiny return. So you can imagine that, for example, the 2010 theme, uh, sorry, the 2010 theme, 2020 10. That's a, <laughs> it's an interesting year. Look uh, into the future. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, really far into the future. The 2010 theme, um, you know, there's bound to be people out there who are still using it, very happy with it, and it's being maintained and updated. But this proposal is basically saying, shall we just put the brakes on after a certain period of time? At the minute, Sounds like there's 13 themes which are being constantly maintained for security fixes and making sure that everything works. And the idea is, I think, if memory serves, if usage drops below 1% of all WordPress sites, that could be a, a determining factor for switching off the updates. Essentially, it just goes into a a sort of holding state where it is maintained from a security point of view, so vulnerabilities don't come to it, but no more updates to kind of make it function and be beautiful into the future. To me, this makes perfect sense. I have no objection to this, um, especially when you get down to the sort of ones and half percents. That makes sense. But what do you think? Over to you guys. Yeah, I think it makes sense to uh, clean things up, streamline um reduce clutter um and but i do think that that uh removing them based on a percentage also makes a lot of sense that's that's the user centric view that um we all should have right so it could be that someone built their business site in 2010 using the 2010 theme theme and their business is still dependent on that site so um if we if it's removed from new installs that's one thing if it stops getting uh, critical security updates. That's another. Uh, but what also comes into play is, um, are we eventually going to just, we don't need themes that aren't full site editing compatible uh, as we move forward, mm. uh, in my opinion. So I, I see this as a good thing. Okay, Jess. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, the, you know, as it was mentioned in the comments, you know, they'll still get security updates. It's not like they're going to be open to a whole bunch of terrifying things if they're retired. But I just don't. We only have so many resources for all of the things that we want to do. And I guess it's just a matter of whether we want to continue investing in the old or in the new. Yeah, I mean, there is almost nothing in life where they keep going, you know, for decades. And honestly, I, I feel that WordPress, in a sense, has painted itself into a bit of a corner where this is even news. I imagine in most every other software development cycle, it's like, what? It's 10 years old? No, no, we're not. What, what are you even talking about? Whereas what the community around WordPress have honored that commitment and kept it going. And so it's not it just doesn't seem like much of a story, although it is. It makes the point here that we'd go from 13 active, actively maintained uh, themes down to six. And the consequence of that, at the moment at least, if this were implemented tomorrow, that would mean 730,000 users. You say users? I don't know if they mean sites there, but the word that we've got from Sarah is users would no longer receive maintenance on their theme. Uh, reception seems to be on the whole positive, but we'll have to see how this goes. Yeah. I have a proposal. Mm. How about when these themes are removed, someone, not me, because I don't have the proper skills, builds a full-site editing Gutenberg theme called Kubrick 
3.0. And so we have the, the, the classic throwback, uh, to, you know, the, some of the beginnings of WordPress, but, um, modernize it. There's a talk at WordCamp Europe this year, and I forget who's doing it, but there's a talk where somebody's going to show, it might even be a, no, probably not a workshop, it's a talk. Somebody's, because it's 20 years of WordPress, somebody's just going to show all of the things that have happened in WordPress Mm. over the last 20 years. And so I I bet Kubrick gets a a bit of a mention. That was everywhere. I remember, I didn't even know that CMSs like WordPress really even existed. And I remember seeing that Kubrick design, you know, with the sort of like blue rectangle with rounded corners on the top. I'm seeing that all over the place and thinking, What's going on? Why has nobody got any creativity in their website? Uh, finger pointing at myself there. Um, yeah, just curious. Um, but yeah, this makes sense to me. Let's get rid of stuff that really doesn't need to be maintained and uh, trim it down. Cameron, thanks for your commentary. Says he's not even sure that these old themes would need out what they would need outside of security updates. Yes, I guess that's the point. It's just tradition, hasn't it? Like I said, we've painted ourselves into a. A bit of a corner there. Okay, uh, forgive me. I'm going to do a little bit of a self-promotion. Well, it, it's sort of self-promotion. It's not entirely self-promotion. I want to uh, I want to mention this. Oh, let me just remove Cameron's comments. I have a I have a webinar series that I'm doing with um, Mark Mark Westgard. I always think his surname sounds like it belongs in Game of Thrones. You know, sort of Guardian <laughs> of the West or something. Uh, Mark Westgard from WS Form. Where we've done three so far. We've done form building basics. We've done building interactive forms. And the third one was preventing interactive forms, uh, getting spam, and also tackling how to improve deliverability. And then this coming Wednesday at 3 p.m. UK time, so basically and more or less now in 48 hours time, we're going to be going live on the same URLs, me and Mark, only this time he's going to be showing us how to integrate custom field plugins such as ACF, Toolset, Meta, uh, what's it called, Metabox, and uh, I think there's a Jet Engine I think might be in there as well. Uh, in into WS form. It's been a really fun series so far. If you are unsure about whether to try out WS form, this is a great primer. Just shows you what's possible in there. Don't know if either of you two have ever seen Mark's plugin, but boy, yeah, I'll mighty. I'll second that. Um, I forget where it was at. It might have been WordCamp Europe last year in in Porto, uh, where Mark and I sat down in the lobby of a hotel, and he showed me. WS form and I was blown away. Yeah, uh, it's it's you know the last it, it, previous to seeing this, the last thing we that I thought we needed was yet another form plugin. Right. Uh, but uh, you know I'm a big fan of, of of a lot of different form plugins. You just pick the right one for the right uh, the right tool for the right for the job. Um, but WS form it's it's so simple, but yet capable of such complex things i was i was blown away it's a i would recommend everybody uh check out these series and 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 what mark and his team have built yeah that that is kind of the point i did a podcast i did a webinar with him about a couple of years ago during the pandemic and, and and an hour and he sort of raced through a whole bunch of things that you could do in an hour and i remember thinking boy that's complicated uh, there's a lot in there. And then we did another one about six months ago. And at the end of it, I just got this strong impression that wouldn't it be good if we just slowed this right down um, and spent a long time doing it? So we split it over six episodes. 
like I said, three of them are live. Oh, by the way, if you want to get to them, I'll just show you on the website. You go to archives um, and then click demo archives. And that's just where we keep a load of stuff that we've done in the past with things like newsletter glue and and what have you. And and the, the, they're here, they're at the top. So they're in reverse order, one, two, three, and then four will be will be going there in the next day or so. But it's just breaking down and giving, really giving Mark an opportunity to just show off what it can do. Because it is, it's sublime. It, it almost could build you a little app. Uh, you know, you could build like a CRM or something like that with WS form. I know that sounds like, well, what? I don't want my form solution to do that. It just does so much heavy lifting and it's really worth a look. So come join us just like this. Mm-hmm. Make some comments. Jess, probably nothing. Oh, look, and it's sponsored by Show Up. Pro there in the corner again. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Show up for the education. Stay for the fabulous accents. Oh, yes. yes. Indeed. Actually, it's quite funny because there's a few words that he's, that has somehow he's been subverted uh, over the last however long decade or more that he's been in the US. There's a couple of words which I, uh, I pick him up on, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, nice, nice plugin, nice person, um, and well worth a look because I think if you in the round just watched a couple of these episodes, you'd get a real impression of what it's like. So forgive the self promotion there. I do apologise. There's one more bit of self promotion, kind of, and that is to say that I released a podcast episode on the WP Tavern this week with Alex Standiford. Um, and we talked about the Fediverse. Now, I would actually like to get into this if you don't mind. The Fediverse is the is the sort of generic name for all things uh, activity pub. So Mastodon is an example of that, and other things like Pixel Fed. And Alex in the podcast talks about how he has made his WordPress website. It's a little bit technical. He uses a concoction of different plugins, pluses plus his unique coding abilities, but he basically has made his WordPress website the fulcrum, the centerpiece of his social networking. So he posts something on his website, comments, then it goes out to these other social networks like Mastodon, mainly Mastodon in his case, but it could be anything that's connected with the ActivityPod protocol. And then if you interact with him over on Mastodon, the comments get consumed back into his website so all of it is on his website. So he just had this real strong feeling that I'm giving everything, all the best stuff I'm giving to Facebook and in his case, Twitter. And he was thinking, time to, time to slow that down. You know, I've just surrendered all my best stuff to Twitter over the years. Why not just do it myself? So part of the problem there was that he felt on his blog, he needed to write long form, well-curated content, whereas he thought Twitter was a bit more disposable. Well, now he's just got out of that cycle. Everything goes on his website. Beautiful website, by the way. Some cool interactions in the in the top right-hand corner with the menu. I mean, really crazy interactions with his menu. It's kind of cool to look at. Um, but I just thought this was really interesting. I've constantly been telling clients, you know, you want to own your own content. Don't go to some company where they can shut you down. Don't post your best content on Facebook. That message seems as hard as ever to get in. But Alex is a living example of how you can do it. The enterprise is that very soon the now automatic owned activity pub plugin will enable you to do this. One, the, the lead developer of that plugin has been hired to work on it full time, but sponsored by automatic. And so at some point soon, you'll be able to do everything I've just described by 
putting a plugin on your website and clicking activate. This is cool. I love all this stuff. I can't, yep. I can't wait. I think it's, you know, we've, we've all preached for years that to own your content, like you said, um, the way I describe a website to anyone is that it is the hub of your wheel and every other channel are the spokes. So everything should be centered. Every piece of content should be centered, centered on your site. And this is one more step uh, in the right direction. So I, um, I can't wait. And an interesting sort of con just by pure coincidence that over the last couple of weeks, the Jetpack plugin, which I know comes bundled in the pressable offering, um, the the that they've switched off, haven't they? Because the Twitter API has been uh, automatic, and Twitter couldn't work out what the finances of that would look like, so that's been turned off. Quite a few of the platforms that I use, which are similar to, for example, Buffer, they're beginning to start turning their access off to Twitter. Uh, I was saying a couple of weeks ago, one of the small SaaS app. SaaS platforms that I use, uh, which just literally consume content and put it out to other platforms, their bill was going to be $42,000 a month to push oh to gosh. the Twitter API. And they just said that's that's like significantly more money than the platform makes a month. So they've just turned it off. They've just turned Twitter off and said, well, you know, go and post it directly on Twitter. And so this feels like a perfect time. Um, if you're not on Mastodon, Check it out. We've got a, an instance, wpbuilds.com. Uh, and it's not .com. It's wpbuilds.social. <laughs> I can never think that's a URL, but it's free. It's open. Um, you can come and join us. And then if you click the local tab, the conversation is basically just about WordPress. There's not a lot of people. There's about 180, something like that, but it's quite nice. Yeah. You know, that. just one of the cons of this is, uh, and we've seen this, right, when, when uh, – Twitter changes happened before even API changes happened. Everybody was exploring, uh, experimenting with Mastodon and Fediverse and um, other platforms too. W what I hope doesn't happen, which I think is just inevitable, is our our audiences, I guess, our, our communications, unless we can have that single source and push it out to multiple places we're we're going to be stuck in this 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 these choices that we have to make and where we're going to be active we have to make that choice now right so i'm not very active on facebook i post every now and then um i'm a, i'm a twitter person now i have mastodon and i was in this space where i was checking this one and checking this one and having multiple conversations plus you add things like slack and multiple slack instances and yeah. channels um I, I I hope that at some point we can um, converge uh, for the most part, and and we can choose one platform to fan out everything. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I think we still have to make these choices onto where our um, you know individual groups of people that we want to yeah. interact with where yeah. they reside. Yeah, Mastodon doesn't really solve the problem of legacy because if you move away from one instance, let's say mine, let's say I decide to close my instance down. What you can do is you can take a list of all your followers um, and you can take that to another account. So your followers and all of that doesn't get lost, which I suppose is the crucial part. But you can't take the things mm. that you wrote. They don't come along for the ride. But I'm, I've got a feeling that might be being addressed the problem is the way the URLs are structured and all of that. Uh, so, it, it, you know, nobody sort of saw that one coming. 
But also, interestingly, uh, Blue Sky, which is another decentralized mm. platform based upon a, an entirely different protocol, somebody I've spotted on GitHub this month has figured out how to cross-post from Mastodon to Blue Sky and back again. So because they're both mm. decentralized, there isn't one website for Blue Sky in the same way that there isn't for Mastodon. And the idea would be wouldn't that would be nice if there was some some open source middleware that sat in between them both, and you could cross post between Mastodon and uh, all of that. Anyway, I just thought this was interesting. Alex really taking it to the next level. I just really like what he does. Sorry, Jess, we, we haven't given you a chance to get in there. You're all good. You're all good. I'm just listening in. And yep. I was also going to say, you did release another podcast on Tavern this week. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, that- did that? Did I not put that in the show notes? No, I don't think I did. Shall I quickly go there and show you? I can't imagine why you wouldn't. Do you it's... know why I didn't? Um, I didn't mention this is because this is the first one that I never click publish on. I let Sarah uh, click publish on this one. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, here's the list on the tavern of some podcast episodes. That was seventy six, and then this one is the first of two. Oh, the screen's not shared. I do apologize. I'm talking nonsense, aren't I? I'm not showing you things correctly. So if you go to wptavern.com forward slash podcast, you can see a whole bunch of episodes that I've done in the past. But yeah, an out of cycle release, so it doesn't have the normal numbering, um, is um, this one, 20th anniversary edition. David Bissett actually made this. I take no credit for it. All I did was... uh, top and tail it with a little bit of my uh, audio. Um, and he had on the podcast this time, he had Sarah Gooding, Aruba Armoured, Maestro Stevens, and <laughs> somebody else. Uh, I'm so glad yeah, you brought yeah, yeah. this up, Jess. This looks like an excellent so episode. For, oh, and Jess, sorry, I need to say it out loud. And Jess, uh, talking to David about the about basically the last 20 years of WordPress, their thoughts um all about it it's about an hour and a half long it's really nice it's a lovely episode and i jess i am so sorry that that never made never made no it it's okay listener. i just i only brought it up because it was cool it. that it came out on the tavern <laughs> yeah and also because i laughed so much on the- <laughs> so the the format david actually gave us some things up front some questions up front and we were to come prepared with answers but then he picked the order with a randomizer Oh yeah, I remember and that. And so in the most of the yeah. episode is just me getting sniped, like all of my, <laughs> <laughs> like my first and second choice went in the first round. It was like it was very funny. Um, <laughs> it's quite a good format, actually. I was thinking that as I was listening to it. I've not really heard that. So he gave you all the questions, and then if the question got used up, it was no longer available for you to answer. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of fun. Which is great when you're, you know, being asked like, "What was your favorite WordPress release?" I've got another one lined up um, <laughs> this week, but it's not with these four. It's with four different people. But again, I don't know when that one's going to go out. But yes, please go and check that out. That's wptavern.com forward slash podcast. And any time with David Bissett is always yeah. a good time. No. There's always always laughs. That's right. so great. You know when you – do you ever get this when you look at something that you did previously and you suddenly spot a mistake that you made? I've just spotted it. Look, every one of these episodes has got a number, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, and then 74 for some reason I've missed it, 75 I've missed it, and now I'm all angry. <laughs> just, um, oh man we know what you'll be doing right. later today oh, Nathan. it's just not right i'm gonna have to go and fix it yeah thank you jess for mentioning that i appreciate it uh getting back to some circling back on some comments marcus is saying 
back about WS Form. Uh, amazing uh, series of webinars. But yeah, Marcus, thank you for ch turning up to that. If you are like me, somebody that likes using it, but really doesn't know what it's capable of, it's been really helpful to do that. Um, and he mentions also that they that you had him on GoDaddy Pro, a virtual meetup. Um, yeah, and he just kept showing magical feature after magical feature. That's the bit. You think you've seen it, and then he just goes, oh, and it can do this. And he's so self-deprecating. He doesn't go, oh, and it can do this. It's like, yeah, and it can do that. And then he just moves like, wait, slow down. What did you just show us? There's a lot of that. Right. WordCamp US 2023, uh, if you fancy going, um, there is a scholarship available. I've mentioned this in the past. There are certain constraints around it, but essentially this is for people who want to go to WordCamp US 2023, um, but maybe feel that they would need some support with that. It's a scholarship, and there are four criteria listed on here. Um, the criteria are identifies as a woman, is a WordPress contributor, has never attended WordCamp US before, and requires financial assistance to attend. The deadline for submitting this is Monday, the 12th of June. You can find this. The, the URL is too long for me to say out loud, but I'll just say it'll be in the show notes tomorrow. But if you just Google that title, Kim Parcell, P-A-R-S-E-L-L, -L, Memorial Scholarship for WordCamp US 2023, then, yeah, so... I don't know if anybody's got anything to say about that. Probably not. I was just raising the awareness there. Uh, nothing much to say other than uh, I had, uh, I've never met Kim. I know what, uh, what uh, kind of an impact she made to the, the project and the community back in the day. So I'm so happy to, to see that this is uh, continuing on. And then um, kind of what's, what's, become more common in the last year or so are different initiatives getting people out to these WordCamp events. Um, and I, I think it's great to see, I won't name them because I'll probably yeah. miss one. And then, uh, but this, because we're involved in a couple of those and then, and other people are as well. And um, I really, it, it's really, um, it, it really fills my heart to see that uh, the community and, uh, the companies surrounding and involved in the community are supporting people to get them out to events, whether they're, um, you know, new users, experienced users, whatever they're, um, yeah, it's yeah, good stuff. I agree. I'm glad yeah. to see this. But you're right. There are quite a few similar initiatives without the same or just with a different set of constraints. But obviously that one, as I read out, they are the constraints on that one. And uh Yeah. Go and apply for that if you fancy it. A couple of promotional pieces, not for me, just for some things around the internet that I thought were worth mentioning this week. If you are a block user um, and you like the suites of blocks, there's one called Stackable. Um, really nice suite of blocks. You know, they, they basically imagine like something like Elementor back in the day, three or four years ago, all of the different things that you had in the menu down the left. Stackable brings that. It's a bit like Cadence or something like that. They've got all the blocks. They decided to upend their UI. They obviously maybe were looking around at their competitors or what have you and decided to to update it. Uh, and I just wanted to give them a bit of a hat tip, really. I thought this was done really well. Not only is it a gigantic 
uh, update to everything that they've done. But also, they're just one of these companies where they just make the effort. You know, they make the videos to show what they're what they've updated, and they display everything so clearly. I read every single word of this, and I now fully understand what all of the different pieces do. Obviously, you know, if you're doing something like this, you are going to upset. That's the wrong word. You're going to cause a bit of dissonance for your current users. So, going out of your way to make it clear is really cool really nice product we had ben intel who is the lead developer we had him on the page builder summit several times and uh, really nice so anyway go and check that out but also if you are a generate press fan or at least have been eyeing it then today might be a good day to jump for a limited period of time i don't know how long they are celebrating being nine years old boy that's pretty good going um, and they're offering 25% off. So generatepress.com, uh, you can see 25% off. There's no coupon code as far as I know. You just it, The pricing is just automatically reduced. Um, and they do a lifetime license, which is becoming increasingly rare. $219 down from 249 at the minute. A solid theme, and they've got a block suite as well. It doesn't do all the whiz-bang but it will lay out more or less anything that you want. It's called Generate Blocks, but I don't think that one's on offer because it's definitely not nine years old. Uh, anything to add? That was just me telling people about stuff. No, okay. No, nothing from no. me other than to agree with you that uh, the lifetime licenses are exceedingly rare these yeah. days, like you said. Yeah. So that is a good one. That is a good on one. It. 500 websites, so going to suit more or less everybody. Okay, the next one, this is just sort of, ah, makes you feel nice. Uh, if you go into WordCamp Europe, which is in about, I don't know, three weeks' time, something like that, um, this just seems to reflect the nice warm and fuzzy side of WordPress, which I think is really nice. There is a wellness track, which has uh, which just caught my attention this week. You've got three options. Uh, you've got the yoga option. Uh, you, I mean, you all know what that is. Tai Chi, you can do that each of the two days. But also, this is—I've not seen this one before. They're going to do a fairly mild hike to somewhere. Where are they going? They're going to somewhere. It's up here called Lycabetus, uh, and you can join other members of the WordPress community and go on a bit of a hike from the atrium of the venue. I just think stuff like that's really nice. The yoga starts at eight fifteen in the morning. The Tai Chi is at three o'clock, and you can still manage to go on the hike each day. Stuff like this. Not really part of WordPress, but kind of nice to shove into a conference, I think. Yeah, I think it should be part of yeah. WordPress, right? Yeah. We talk about mental and physical health and how important that is um, to, to, to make sure that um, we can do what we do uh, digitally. I am so looking forward to this. Um, the only thing I need to figure out is as a sponsor, um, and, and Jess, I don't. I, I assume you're going to be there as well, or maybe not. Um, sorry. Um, but um, <laughs> I didn't mean to bring up a negative. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's okay. It, you know, you're, you're, you need to be there earlier than when registration starts. You need to be there when people start coming in. So I'm not sure about the timing, but I did make a couple of accountability commitments uh, to some people to attend the, the yoga session. So hopefully um, uh, we'll be able to work that out. I think nice. this is super important. That hike looks awesome too. Yeah, uh, I, I am. I think I'm going to make the effort to do that. I'm hopefully going to be carrying out some some interviews and I might block that time out so that I can actually attend it. I, I mean, to, to me, at least anyway, I, I think an hour and a half walking is well within my reach. 
Um, but, you know, maybe that's going to be on the upper limits of some people. I don't know. It looks, from the map at least anyway, fairly flat. I know I'll be winded, but yeah. <laughs> that's the point, right? <laughs> Meet in the atrium, 6 o'clock if you go in there. Lovely. Jess, anything to add? Shall I move on? Just it sounds like an absolute nightmare hiking around Athens, Greece <laughs> yeah. in the springtime. Like it just, yeah, yeah. I, I feel awful for you. 40, mind you, the temperature will be kind of stifling, 40 degrees or something. I mean, maybe not quite as hot as that. I was going to, so. you're talking to Adam and I, like that's. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, I had this conversation the other day is, uh, so I'm actually leaving in three days uh, oh. Oh. For, to, for Europe for a, a, a vacation pre um work camp europe nice. um, so i have been checking the temperatures and then i checked the temperatures you know the, the forecast for athens and it looks like it's going to be pretty mild com compared to what jess and i normally experience oh. i'm gonna have to actually bring pants <laughs> so um i'm looking forward to uh, to it there is a word which is yeah. very different uh, depending on which side of the pond you're on speaking of mark west mark westgard earlier um pants yes. it, so you you use that we use the word trousers for that trousers, right so that's yes. that's pants for us pants is the things that you wear under your trousers if you know oh. what I mean. oh. <laughs> well yeah. i'm bringing i'm bringing those too okay uh, yeah, but, yeah but i doubt like, you'll be doing the hike in them <laughs> there's another bringing, title right there <laughs> and trousers and trousers adam westgard i just said trousers? adam warner's pants <laughs> let's call it that uh, anyway really nice i'm looking forward to some of those bits and pieces thank you marcus lots of comments here i plan on doubling the hike into a photo walk if you do the same come share the photos to wp photo directory yeah, marcus let's hook up on that up. i'm not a folk i'm not a photographer but i do enjoy standing places and using my phone camera if you know what i mean i enjoy just getting what i can get with the phone camera but i would be well up for taking in some of the sites with you and uh let's see what we can do yeah yeah that'd be lovely okie doke so there's WordCamp Europe for you. Right, you you Americans here are going to have to guide me through this one because I saw this and I thought it sounded important. But equally on the same note, I don't really understand it because this is a piece of legislation which matters to you over there, but not so much to me. Have you heard of this thing, net neutrality? Is that a, that's a thing over in the US? We definitely don't use that term, but I remember years and years ago listening to podcasts when net neutrality was being talked about. And I guess it's the principle that every packet is equal. Have I sort of summed that up correctly? That tra traffic yes. flowing over the internet should all be weighted equally. So a, a piece of a packet searching out wpbuilds.com should be equal to a packet showing a bit of a Netflix movie. Now, we know that in the real world, Netflix has got a, a mighty strong financial clout that I simply don't have. So the principle being, well, maybe Netflix could start paying to receive a premium service on the internet. In other words, their packets get get boosted. If you go to Netflix, everything just happens quickly. WPbuilds.com, you know, might be it might be a different thing. I shouldn't really use that example, but you know what I mean. There's just some there's a lack of equality there. And I don't really know how that vote went, but this is interesting because apparently uh, three digital firms out of the US have been fined a total of $615,000, which apparently they were very, very keen to do just to make this story go away uh, because they were fabricating 2.4 million fake comments in the run-up to this. Now, I don't know which way their comments were going, 
But it just struck me that if, if three firms can pollute the political waters to upset how the internet works, that seems like a really broken system. I don't know how net neutrality went. Did it did it maintain its neutrality? Where did all that it go? Did. But I just thought it this did, was and they were trying to fight it. Right. So these were on the side of the in inverted commas Netflix. I've no idea. Please, if if you're listening to this and you're on the Netflix board, I'm not using you as a real example. It's just you know there's a paid service that Spotify, Netflix, whatever. Um, so they won out. The the sort of libertarians, if you like, won that argument. Libertarian means something different here. Oh, okay. Oh, does it? <laughs> does it? We're back to Mark Westcott. It's another okay. political party. Oh, okay. So the the people who were pro net neutrality, every packet is equal. That won the day. Yes. Yes. Okay. For now. Right. For now. And so, but what are your thoughts on this then? The idea that a firm can, well, three firms in combination, can get in and steamroller a public discourse in a way that really that should have been three comments, not. 2.4 million comments that just seems so bizarre we um this is this is a powder keg of a conversation is it okay it is um and that you know they will there are people that will say you know people will have used um social media to turn the previous presidential election um, this is not the first instance where we've seen people using data true and not true um and user accounts being created for the sole purpose of swaying political decisions and, you know, uh, trying to influence the political climate. And so keep I in think mind... this Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I just, I think this is the latest example of them trying to make a show that they don't want you to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. And this, this was in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, do, uh, according to the article. So yep. this, in, in reality, this is probably, I don't know if it's one of the first, but before that kind of data manipulation on the internet was as well known as it is now after, um, you know, after what we've seen in the last five years or more. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy that they were held accountable. Um, I hope that, um, at this point there's more guardrails everywhere put in to kind of recognize and, um, um, block this, this kind of data manipula manipulation. But at the end of the day, it's the world we live in. It's the digital world we live in. And, um, and especially with the advent of, of AI, I'm sure yeah. the ne'er-do-wells are um, doing everything they can to uh, implement AI um, to uh, help with their dirty deeds. I, I don't want to get into a politically toxic conversation but, um, because I didn't know that net neutrality was quite so much of a push-button topic. But... Um, we, we don't, as far as I'm aware, we don't have a similar debate on this side of the pond. Uh, that is to say, I think net neutrality is the default and nobody, as far as I'm aware, has even questioned it. Um, certainly I've seen nothing and I keep, you know, keep my ear close to the ground on this kind of thing. So it just struck me as a curious thing that people would want to promote that because it, it, it always felt to me on a, some kind of principle that each packet being equal was a was a fairly good position to take on the internet. Now, maybe there are strong opinions as to why it shouldn't work that way. And, you know, the the Netflix, Spotify, whatever, et al., uh, they should allow their, you know, their, their packet should be promoted or what have you. But I just thought it was 
kind of an interesting debate. I, yeah, net neutrality seems to be the default over here, at least anyway. So, yeah, there you go. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about some non... Uh, no, we'll quickly do this one. Jess, you wanted to mention this. This was thrown into the show notes. I apologize. I haven't had a chance to re- prepare for this, so I hope you're able to run with this one, mm. Jess. This is the WordPress Contributor Mentorship Pilot Program proposal. Uh, so over to you, Jess, if that's all right. Long story short, it's a cool proposal to get more people involved to contribute to the WordPress project. Um, I can't really synopsize everything all in a minute, but I would strongly recommend that anybody who is interested in contributing for the first time, um, go to wordpress.org, make.wordpress.org, and check out this post. And it's they're making it easier than ever to get started. Um, and that's honestly the biggest stumbling block is that first real step. And so I think this is great. I'm excited. So is the principle here that you would, if you like, be shadowing somebody who's done something already? You'd in effect be just sort of watching what they do. They would carry on doing it and give you guidance. So if if you're, well, I'll use the word afraid. That's probably the wrong word. But, you know, if if you're concerned about getting your your feet wet in WordPress, there's just some barrier or other, you you can learn off somebody else for a period of time rather than just Right. There you go. Run with that. (laughs) Exactly. So you will learn from an existing contributor. Um, You go through the paces. And then when you're done, you are no longer in the mentorship program and you can continue contributing, hopefully becoming a mentor yourself. Right. And the beat goes on. Yeah, I love this so much. Uh, The on-ramp, the on-board to contributing does have some hurdles, right? And I don't know if this, I haven't read this article, so forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn, but in order to uh, uh, get a .org account, then sign up for Slack with this email that you've been given that you don't know you have, uh, hopefully, well, I know there's some work being done there, but the idea of someone mentoring you for me when I first started contributing and and just a side note this does not for anyone new or who doesn't know uh okay um this doesn't mean contributing code necessarily right it could be it's 21 different teams that you can contribute to anywhere from the photos uh directory to marketing uh to uh, the training team to to, to each people wordpress and yes um uh courtney uh you just pulled up her comment there, but I think this is really great. And I think having someone guide you is going to, going to go a long way. Um, just one of the things. So firstly, Courtney making the point that her and Mike Schroeder are participating, uh, in the contribute contributor mentorship program as part of their GoDaddy sponsored time. Um, but also I'm showing on the screen, apologies if you're listening to this on audio, there's this flow diagram which shows you how you will get through it and ultimately graduate. And quite interestingly, there's lots of off-ramps, which is kind of, you know, so they're giving you ways out if you, you know, you might get into it and think, you know what, this really isn't for me. And they're demonstrating, okay, off, you know, that's fine. You can drop out of the mentorship program, maybe go back to the top of the diagram, start again in something that actually works out for you. And the idea is that you go through it, graduate the program, and hopefully then begin the cycle uh, the other way around, being a mentor instead of a mentee. Yeah, thank you, Jess. Appreciate that because fully missed that piece. Okay, so from WordPress to 
chimps. Monkeys. <laughs> you know, because you do. Uh, oh, what? Uh, turns out they can talk. And the, the, the boffins, the scientists, who primatologists, I guess is the right word, who have been studying them have actually managed to figure out for the first time by studying the noises that they make that they have a vocabulary. I mean, they're not talking about Mastodon and the nuances of social media and whether they should, you know, get off Twitter. It's more kind of like, oh, there's danger over there kind of thing. But I just thought this was, this was absolutely fascinating. Those like me who believe in evolution, this is just like, okay, this is how it all began. Is, Here we are talking about Mastodon. It started like this. <laughs> is this is this is the is the fact that um, it, it, I I hope it's not the fact that we know that they're communicating. I hope it's the fact that we've we've kind of figured out some of the communication because uh, from my standpoint, my opinion, we know so little about yeah. how animals yeah. communicate. Yeah all over the, the globe and, and not just chimpanzees, but any. Uh, and I think this is exciting in that, what are we going to discover next? Will we be able to talk to our dogs eventually? Like the collar that Doug had on uh, the movie <laughs> Up? Yeah. Uh, squirrel. Yeah. And, and I, I hope so. Uh, when, you, when you really get into, I get into a lot of YouTube late at night and, uh, and <laughs> in, as, in AI especially. And there was a, there was a TED talk where someone was showing how AI uh, views uh, video and imagery. Um, but the, the view was because the, or the view was that they were seeing the people based on the Wi-Fi signals that they had access to. So it was this weird digital version <sighs> yeah, of yeah, people. Yeah. And it's the same thing with sounds and, and, and he went on to say, you know, I, AI, literally could eventually read our minds because it's all electrical signals. And um, so that gives me hope that uh, maybe the animals, including humans of the world, will um, form a deeper connection. Well, it's, in, it's interesting you should say that, Adam, because just a couple of weeks ago, there was some research was done where they would give people stimulus. So this was in an MRI scan. They yes, would give that's people, the one I was you know, the one I'm, is this the same? Mm -hmm. They would give human beings an MRI scan. And whilst they were undergoing this scan, they would give them a prompt. They would speak to them and they would, they would analyze what was going on in their brain. And then at a later time, they would ask them to think about one of the things that they had been prompted for. So they've got like five or six different things. You know, imagine yourself in a meadow stood next to a tree or whatever. And they could predict what you were actually thinking based upon the inputs. They get, I mean, obviously, it's fairly, fairly bizarre. But I, I guess, I guess, to, to my mind, it was obvious. It was always obvious that the, the the chimps were probably communicating. But it's just the fact that now somebody seems to have figured out what they're communicating about, and it turns out it is Elon Musk and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's you know what? A, what else is there? What else is there to talk about? Uh, <laughs> Adam wants to better communicate with his cats. Yeah, I want no. to tell one of them to stop yelling yeah, at me at 5 right, a.m. Yeah. If I could communicate with my cats, it would simply be just leave the furniture alone. That furniture <laughs> is not for your claws. Just leave it alone. <laughs> that would be nice. Anyway, there's that, which I think is interesting. Jess, anything to add to that? No, you guys okay. pretty much no. <laughs> okay okay so we got a couple of minutes left we'll just stray into some other pieces oh firstly adam very quickly 
Um, good book recommendation from me. Oh, crikey. Do I have to accept the cookies? I suppose I do. <laughs> this is a fascinating book. It's called The Ooh. Hidden Life of Trees. And it explains, you know, it's a solid inch and a half mm. thick. It explains about how trees talk to each other. Mm. An example being, you know, if there's a giraffe eating the leaves of this one plant through the root system, they communicate chemically and trees like a, a half a kilometer away will suddenly start excreting this chemical, which giraffes don't like. Um, I just watched a video the other day of mushrooms communicating in the rain. through. I would never signals. sleep again. If I saw that video, mushrooms, not so sure. Are, yeah. You don't like mushrooms? No, it's just, I, I've watched like slow-mos of them growing and it just looks like something out of a sci-fi movie. Yeah, know? well, they were talking. You go into your yeah. back garden, you convince that there was no mushroom there. You like, you sneeze or something and suddenly <gasps> there's a patch of mushrooms. How did they grow so there is, quickly? There is so much we don't know about the yeah. natural world. Or, yeah, it's true. And it's that's the one of the reasons i get up every day is because i want to see what else we're going to learn yeah um it's just yeah. incredible to me and i when i think of my kids and you know 20 30 years from now what their daily life is going to be like thinking positively of course yeah they'll be chatting to trees uh, and chimpanzees but <laughs> i hope so i hope they both have gardens and you know are eating from in in, in um sync with with the the natural world yeah That's me too hope. i hope your children are doing that as well that sounds good and maybe uh, we'll get them together and start it we should start a, <laughs> That's right. a club yeah. or a start a commune and we'll eat nuts um <laughs> so in in news somewhat titled what could possibly go wrong google this week decided in their wisdom to release two new top level domains one called dot zip and one called dot mov so basically you can now go to a website called archive dot zip and it will immediately rickroll you that's hysterical that somebody somebody has got that domain archive.zip so you could now link that in an email but immediately problems started to get recognized like anything with dot zip on the end you and i up until this point we've thought it to be a file right we're just going to download that unpackage it and already people have figured out nefarious ways to make it so that you you know you go to that domain it starts to download a, a file a, a file that you didn't expect so just watch out if you see a dot zip or a dot mov just be a bit careful i don't know what what they were thinking to be honest given that all of these things were out there already yeah i don't understand why yeah yeah really weird quick hat tip if you like things like plex or google photos and but google photos obviously you know you give your photos to google there's a rival called plex which you can house locally stumble across this one this week it's a bit like google photos but self-hosted it's called image uh, i double m i c h go check it out it's a free open source project i think it lives inside a docker container can't remember um but if you want to self-host and it's got a wicked cool in system it just looks really really nice that's a nice way of doing it uh also in what can only be described as one of the most beautiful blog posts i've e or blogs i've ever seen i just think this looks absolutely oh how i wish i could draw doesn't that look nice? This is a piece I'm going to link to. It's called The Expanding Dark Forest and Generative AI. We don't have time to get into the nuts and the bolts of it, but basically just this fabulous idea that in the future there's going to be so much AI content that proving that you're human is going to be a thing. Um, and so just there's a lot to it. But I'm just going to quickly scroll down to something that I just 
really hadn't even thought about. Here's a fake Google uh, page, which might be something that we need to have in the future. You'll notice that this top result here has this little badge, and it says certified human. And the same for this one here, whereas all these other ones are not human. And in a, in a world where AI can produce thousands of pieces of content in the, in the time it takes me to click my fingers, maybe we will need something like this. And in the post, she's literally saying, you're going to walk into an office just like with your driving license. You're going to need to prove that you exist in order to get this certification. So I thought that was interesting. And then uh, <laughs> from the sublime to the ridiculous, turns out I'm no longer needed. Uh, I've managed to eke out a little a little bit of a thing for myself in the WordPress podcasting space, but it's all over, I'm afraid, uh, because we now have Recast, which Jess <laughs> has sent in my direction. What does this do, Jess? I'm afraid. <laughs> just so everybody knows, I brought this up just to make Nathan spoil a little. <laughs> um, so basically what Recast does is it will turn your content into a conversational style audio recording. It almost sounds like a podcast. So linked here is actually a blog post on pressable.com. And what it's done is it's taken the content and shockingly, if you listen to it, there are two voices and they are having a conversation about the content. They're not just reading what's there. They're like, oh, so what's the big deal about that? Oh, well, let me tell you, la, 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 la. My and it's, goodness. it's computer voices, but it's shocking how well it's done. And what Recast has already said is they're going to make it possible to create RSS feeds out of your podcast style recordings so that you can play them on, say, Pocket Casts. You can subscribe to your favorite blog and just listen to the content. It's bananas so much is changing yeah so quickly and and it does bring me to back to the article we were just looking at a moment ago you know the whole piece of what well, i wonder what the desire for consuming this content will be like but also imagine that on this blog post jess that you mentioned you you had like five options you know do you i don't know do you want to hear um, do you want to hear the two North American guys chatting about it? Or do you want to hear two European um, children talking about it? Do, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or do you want it to be in a sort of light, airy tone? Do you want it to be quick and to the point? Or would you like to hear this? Samuel over? L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, that's the one. Just forget it. The other options are off the table. That's yeah, the there's no other voices yeah, needed. Right, yeah. oh, Sorry, it's over. No, what's the guy called who was in The Shawshank Redemption? The guy who was the, uh, he's in lots of films. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, him, him. I'd listen to him all day as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I just probably climb into a small hole and pull the earth over me and, and admit defeat. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And when you think mm -hmm. of, uh, I know we're, we're just over time here, but just one word on this. When you think of people that are new to consuming content, the younger generation, mm -hmm. are they going to care that it's AI generated? Like we're discussing i don't think so it's interestingly right because you know we were you, i showed you that thing a moment ago which had the the fake google page and it said this is human this is human and so on For, one of the things that i got from reading that article was that there will be a certain benefit to being a human i think there'll be a certain proportion of people who will want to seek that out just because they they know that they're a human so that will matter 
And I was thinking, okay, in the in the case of this podcast, that I've been clearly been going before AI, so everybody knows that I'm real, and maybe that'll be something in the future which will help because people will say, okay, that's a fake, that's a fake, that's a fake. Nathan's rubbish, but at least he's real. Uh, Adam's nodding. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think people are going to seek out those connections. Exactly. Um, I was saying it's like Etsy, but for uh, but for content. And then Jess just said, like no, Etsy's fake now as well. Just like but mushrooms Etsy, and trees. Exactly. But Etsy added that handmade tag yeah. now because mm. you can sell things that aren't handmade on Etsy. So I think in a similar vein, they're just going to have to call it out. But, you know, what is art without pain? Exactly. Exactly and that's not. what separates us from the bots. Oh, and on that bombshell, we're <laughs> going to wind it up. Uh, the episode's either going to be called Blame Adam or Mushrooms and Trees. I've just decided one of those two. Uh, time has come for the humiliating wave of the hands, if that's all right. Yay, look, everybody's so good at this now. I've managed to train you all. Yeah, look, even a little wiggle there. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. If you left us a comment, that is even better. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you to Jess from Pressable, and thanks to Adam from GoDaddy. We'll be back next week, will we? Yes, we will, hopefully, and we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. Take it easy.